This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com promo code OP to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice to get a boner. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Yo. Yo. I clicked on the Zoom. Oh, well, I, did you, were you put in a waiting room? Yeah, I was uh, in a waiting room waiting for you. Okay, did you, well, yeah, well, for some reason you came up as someone named Bill. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, you're Bill? Okay, yeah. go click the link again, because I, I, I sent a message in the chat, like, who is this, to see if it was someone, like, dive bombing. All right, oh. I'll just let that person in. That's you. Okay, cool. All right, so we're doing this with the Zoom? Yeah. All right. Mute, unmute. Hey. You got hey, me? I just heard you. Yes. Hey, yes. Matt yes. Farah. What's up, buddy? Yes. Hi. What's going on? Why the hell do you want to do this on Zoom? Because it's more fun when you can see someone a little bit because uh, it's just a little better. It, a little I, better. I, I don't want to see anyone while I'm in uh, self-quarantine. Or, or I know. You look, you look like Howard Hughes at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> What are you drinking? I am drinking a fucking incredible uh, Blanton's single barrel, very rare. It was a gift from a friend of mine. Nice. And I just finished it. He gave it my birthday two years ago, and this is the end right here. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to not drink too much in quarantine. You know, I'm. It's. I'm, I'm really keeping it to pretty much just the weed and the wine. And, oh. and I'm not really keeping the liquor. <laughs> oh, that should that should take care of the problem. <laughs> well, the coronavirus has really killed the the wholesale ganja uh, prices are are tanked. So we get cheap weed. It's an essential service. It's fantastic. Yeah, I. Uh, How are you doing, man? I haven't talked to you since Vic died, and uh, and uh, man, that fucking blows. It's uh, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, is this what happens when you hit fifty? Now they just start dying faster? I don't know, man. I mean, that's, you know, it, I've seen a lot of guys go at this point. I think it goes with radio, and I think it goes with comedy. I think yeah, you lose a lot of guys uh, at an earlier age because the party. What's that? The lifestyle, man. That's That lifestyle is so gnarly. Yeah. Well, there was um, nothing wrong with Vic Henley, though, man. And out of nowhere, he, he gets a pulmonary uh, embolism. Embolism, excuse me. That's that's so sad. I mean, I guess I hope he didn't feel any pain. You know, I hope it was just fucking donezo. You know, and he uh, he went out quickly. I suppose it's good. But now they're saying yeah. that uh, you could get a pulmonary embolism or a stroke from the coronavirus. Uh, apparently, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can. I don't know. Are we going to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole about this one? I mean, the people I talked to that w- that were close to Vic Henley, they uh, they said he was tested for the coronavirus. And, oh really? And it came back negative. So, oh, but he was hit by a car. You heard that, right? What? Like yeah. he had the had a heart attack or an embolism and was then hit by a car? No, man. One of the last podcasts I did with him, well, we did a few actually because I was leaning on him after Carl died and then Vic died. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> this is just crazy. I know. I want to go back to the simpler times when we're out there in California in, in that lovely uh, ride of yours going to get oysters. That was nice, man. And actually, I have to tell you, I, I have to thank you for introducing me to Guy because he's been really nice to me ever since, actually. I think he, he's a really underrated human being. Uh, he um, gets a bad rap. He is, he's as nice as they come, that Guy Fieri. He's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, really 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 interesting person i think yeah uh, and really really kind remember his house it's fucking sick i love that house <laughs> that should almost burn you know that should almost burn down like right after we were there right oh i know we were in touch uh the wildfires out there on the west coast came very close they they actually burnt down a lot of his uh property but it didn't hit well, the house remember the uh the solar panels it took out the, they, the fire took out the solar panels remember them they were off in the backyard there behind the Oh like yeah, that little pool house. Oh yeah, the fire, the fi- That's how close it was. It took out the solar panels. They're right behind the house. That's oh. crazy. Oh no, I know, because uh, I was checking in on him, and he's like, "Oh man, 
I am so fucking lucky. It was really close, and he just he just built that house. I know that house is ill. Was, Everything in that house weighed as much as a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Industrial grade. Right. And I can't I can't tell you the number of people I've told about his kitchen and just how sick how sick the kitchen was because it's just like everything you'd expect from a food network yeah. chef's home kitchen just like when carl came to my house he told me and we've i, I don't know if we're talking about this but he told me the one thing i need in my kitchen was the pedals right like restaurants have the sink the, the water pedals the hot and cold pedals yeah that that, that changes the game that right. was that was carl's one the suggestion yeah it turns out i looked into this later <laughs> oh did you yeah, you know how expensive they are, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like you, <laughs> you could get a basic, uh, uh, just a cold water pedal. Okay. One single pedal, cold water. Yeah. It's probably like a couple hundred dollars. Right. But if you want, <laughs> if you want a hot and a cold pedal that yeah. actually deliver hot and cold water, yeah, bro, you're so far in the thousands. <laughs> just <laughs> like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, you got you got plumbers coming in. It's a whole it's a whole fucking to do. It's like a major um, job. When guy was like, I said, guy, you know, that's what Carl told me. I said, what do you think is would be the ultimate upgrade for my home kitchen? And he goes, it's all about those BTUs, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> like that's a perfect line. Yeah. And he fired up those BTUs and whipped up that uh, shrimp for us, man. Remember? Dude, that was, the, that the, was so the good. The quality of flame that came out of that stove. Right. To make, that, to make the shrimp. Man, that was a good time. You really, uh, I think we talked about it, maybe even on the podcast, but you really helped me get through the whole Carl thing. You were there for me, and I'll never forget it. You pushed me forward, man. And, you know, we went for that ride, and we got the oysters, and uh, I felt like I could breathe again finally. And then we that was a good day. And then you day, driving along the coast in fog to get oysters is always a good. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, and I enjoyed that ride. But uh, and then you came to New York and we did the Carl thing at uh, Pig Beach when times that was were a good lots, party. That was a great I really party. I, that party. I lost you early though, man. Well, you were you were podcasting. You know what fucked me up at that party huh. is my my mother in law and sister in law showed up. Oh really? And. Yeah, and they're and they, you know, they're lovely people, and it was a nice surprise. You know, they live near there. It was a nice surprise to see them. And I had like a couple of friends from like back in New York who showed up, and I got sucked into my like old school friends plus fans popping in, and then you were yeah. recording and you know food well, and uh, well, I couldn't really have a good time. I felt like I had to kind of uh, you know document that whole event for Carl, and then finally when that was over, I could finally start moving on, and then I. Um, I started leaning on Vic. I would have leaned on you, trust me, but you know, you live on the West Coast and I live uh I was trying to get you to and then I called you a bitch for not flying out here and then they shut the whole state down like four <laughs> days later. <laughs> you, you so owe me an apology. You would have been so stranded in like my guest room. <laughs> oh, like that would have sucked. I would enjoy. Oh, I would have enjoyed I, that, man. Good. You got the Pacific. Fucking- you got the Pacific Ocean covered, and I got the Atlantic Ocean covered. So we couldn't be further apart. We're both looking at the ocean as we do this. You were trying to get me to fly out to California to podcast, and we we're going to go see Pearl Jam. And I, I remember talking to you. I'm like, Matt, this shit is getting crazy. This is getting serious. And you're like, oh, stop being, what What do you call me again? A bitch? A bitch. I called you a bitch. Yeah, a a bitch? A bitch bag? <laughs> stop being a bitch bang. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, it's in April. Give me a couple weeks. And sure enough, they shut this shit down quick. Yeah. Quick. I went, I went away. Uh, I went to Tahiti at exactly the right time. I was in Tahiti for ten, the last 10 days of February. Yeah. I got back like March 2nd. Yeah. And like a week later, it was like super fun. I got, I was, so, it was weird because I got, you know, I was like off the grid pretty much. Yeah. And I got back and everyone was like, what was it like? And I was like, oh, it was like so sick. The water was so blue and blah. And they were like, no, the, the coronavirus. I was like, fucking coronavirus. I was on a fucking boat. I don't know anything about that. What do you mean? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, Jesus, this is real ass shit, isn't it? Yeah, I remember seeing your it pictures. Up. I remember seeing your pictures and I was thinking, man, the door is closing. You know, you might get stuck in Tahiti. I mean, that wouldn't have been. That wouldn't that have been, been that amazing. bad. That would have been amazing, <laughs> that would have been right? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. My, I, I could fuck around in Tahiti for like six months and not feel the least bit bad about it. Uh, what do you like about Tahiti? Oh, my God. 
Hold on a minute. You got muted. Where'd uh, you go? I said, what do you like oh, about you Tahiti? And then my, oh. my financial advisor's calling me at, at 8 o'clock <laughs> at night. That can't be good. <laughs> that probably means he the, wants to sell everything tomorrow. Oh, no. The, or, or he just, he, you know, you have a voice alert triggered for Tahiti. <laughs> 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 I had to start discussing vacations. Your right. financial advisor auto-dials you. Have you ever been in that part of the world, like the South Pacific kind of area? No, man, no. Bro, it is the sh- it is the craziest. Like the Tahiti is, if you're not familiar with it, is basically Hawaii. If you left Los Angeles and flew to Hawaii, yeah, but you kept flying on that trajectory for two more hours, right? It's like halfway between Hawaii and the north coast of Australia, right? Okay, and but it's basically the the, the a chain of islands, sort of similar to Hawaii, but a lot more islands. I only went to like four of the hundred plus islands but like i've never seen water that blue i've never seen colors like that i've never like i've never seen a ton of shit that we saw there and it was like tahiti is a is french polynesia and so the the french part comes out in really interesting ways yeah like baguettes are like (laughs) everywhere really good coffee and french wine yeah Drinking Bordeaux and shit, which is really, really interesting. Right. Uh, you know, and we were on a sailboat. We were, I, I'm a, I'm a captain, so I chartered a sailboat. We fucking chilling. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And it's just, I mean, you know, you anchor on the reef, and you, uh, and you know, you're in like five feet of water. It's just crystal, crystal clear. Right. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we get back to normal, maybe I could take a trip to Tahiti. We, we first have to do the Hudson River one. Which I still maybe in the fall if it's chill we should do the Hudson River one. Uh, I think we should do that. Yeah, we we've been talking about that forever ever since I met you through Carl when we did the famous uh, yacht cast. That was the first time I met you, man. If I can travel back east for like the fall and it's not fucking sketchy and all that, like I would happily do the uh, the Hudson River, and I can I can just swing by and pick you up on the North Shore of Long Island. I would like that. You could drop me off at my New York City apartment so I could see it. Mm-hmm. We we. Mm-hmm. We ditched that place a month and a half ago, and I've only been back one time so far just to get bills. Did you go like full hazmat suit? Dude, <laughs> I I sprayed my way in and out of the building. <laughs> I went because I, I needed to save my fish. I, we have tropical fish. And oh, shit. Really? And, it, and it was do or die because, I, you know, I know a bunch of people in the building and a cleaning lady that was still kind of cleaning our place because I felt bad. Doesn't really have a job because we're not there. So I'm like, all right, can you at least feed the fish? And then it got to a point I'm like, I'd feel so guilty if the cleaning lady got coronavirus because she had to go in my building to feed tropical fish. So then it was uh, it was it was go time. And I left pretty much really, really late at night, got to the building. Uh, Reg was there, one of the building guys, and he said, I'm the only one working. And you got to understand my building's huge. There's usually at all times 10 to 12 people working. He's like, yeah, I'm the only one. I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. He goes, Greg. 90% 90% of the people in this building are gone and aren't coming back. I'm like, oh, my God. So long story short, I sprayed my way all the way into my apartment. I slept five hours. I broke down the fish tank, uh, grabbed a few other things, and sprayed myself all the way back to my car. And the only person I saw was Reg. That was it. Did you, did you like, Ziploc bag the fish, and you have a new fish tank at your place now? Or are the fish... Oh no, the fish dun, dun, they're thriving, man. Okay. I, I, All right, uh, cool. No, I, I set up <laughs> I set up another tank here and then right, cool. it was go time. I and I went and got them and I put them in milk uh, gallon jugs. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's like, you gotta put them in bags, you gotta do this. And then I'm thinking maybe if I empty the, half the water out of the fish tank, I'll just, you know, put the fish tank in the back of my car. Oh put, no, no, no it, that would have been terrible. <laughs> I was thinking put some plastic over the top, put some breathing holes in it. Yeah, if I get a little. Bro, I did that once you as a did. goof. And the point, yeah, but as a goof, not to keep fish alive. I, the, boy, the, the point of the goof was that the car got incredibly fucking trapped. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm really glad you didn't do that. If you did that, I would have laughed my fucking balls off. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you fished. You're okay. That's good. But it was a good trip. And, you know, I'm blessed. I mean, I hate these fucking celebrities that are 
telling everyone to stay home and they're in these incredible spots and mansions and you can see like you can see the foreigners in the in the background taking care of their kids and cooking uh, and saying, you know, times are tough and we're all struggling here, but it's really important we all stay home. I know. And I'm like, you shut the fuck up. Have some awareness. Ellen Ellen lost me uh, when she fucking sat with George Bush at the skybox. It was all, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're, he's a nice guy. He's yeah, nice yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, you guys don't get it. We're yeah. We're friends. Yeah, he's very nice to me. I, I'm trying not to complain because I'm I'm like I'm very lucky to be stuck where I'm stuck. Yeah, you know, and so I'm not. You don't. You're not going to hear fucking P. Everyone's. How are you doing? Great. Right. Bye, Aaron. Bye. Right. No right. problem. Right. You know? Well, the social yeah. distancing where I'm at. If anyone is 600 feet from you, you start screaming. We got to stay 600 feet apart. By the way, how's the fishing down there? I, I honestly, dude, I feel I feel really bad for anybody that's like in Manhattan and, and stuck there. Like that sucks. Like it really and 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 in L like it's one of these things, like one of the shitty things about LA is like you're always in your car and you don't interact with people on the street. But like Yeah. Uh now there's some shit like this happens. And like by comparison, you know, very few people in LA get sick because we, because I, I can go about my whole fucking day without talking to another, going near another person if I want to. Can I tell people where you're at? We basically have said it over the years, right? What? We're in Venice? Yes. Yeah, where so, I live? Yeah. So I live in Venice. Yeah. So yeah, you're in Venice. Venice. So, I mean, yeah. that, yeah, that's not a hot spot for the coronavirus, thank God. And, uh, I'm imagining that you're getting around pretty good. I mean, I'm sure everything is shut down like everywhere else, but yeah, no, I mean, there's, it's very interesting. I mean, if you, if you've ever been into Venice, like the boardwalk with the fucking crazy people and the street vendors and all that shit. I mean, that's like straight boarded up, you know, and that's really wild. Like, there's some really surreal photos on Instagram. Um, (laughs) the city, what a, this is such a fucking waste of resources, but there's a very famous, skate park in venice beach i think you've been there obi right yeah you know what i'm talking about i, I know where it is of course i didn't know that yeah. was venice uh, tell the story i love this one wait, wait wait i don't know if you're talking about the same thing i'm talking about what i'm about to tell you is that the famous famous skate park the city showed up with fucking yeah. excavators and yeah. filled it with sand yeah the bulldozers <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Me and Hannah, because it was super windy. So me and my wife, were, we take walks on the beach, right? And and you know they, you're, the beaches are closed, right? The par- everything's closed, right? But if you're away from other people, you're a, a local. You're just taking a walk, you know. They're, if you're not posted up, you know, for the day at a beach, a, a day at the beach, they don't really give you any shit. So we see these guys like digging at the skate park and we're like oh wow it must have been super windy and skate park filled <laughs> with sand like that's crazy and then we're like, hannah goes are they are, are they are, matt she goes are they putting sand in <laughs> what dicks in the park what fucking dicks <laughs> oh my god they filled it with sand that's someone that hated that skate park and just couldn't wait, right? Yeah. You know what this podcast is missing? Boners. <laughs> I love Blue Chew, man. They have been supporting this podcast for a very, very long time, and I'm very grateful. Uh, and this episode also sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. That's if you could get the kids busy doing something else as we're in self-quarantine. It's been a bit difficult, hasn't it? Yes. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. And Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office. No, we're not doing that. Or wait in line at the farm. No, we're not doing that. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Yes, we're doing that. They're made in the good old USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, There's no more awkwardness. Right now, I got a special deal for you, my friend. Visit BlueChew.com. That's the color blue, by the way. BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code OPIE. Just pay $5 shipping. 
Everyone's always asking me, hey, Ope, how do we support the podcast? You support it by getting a boner from BlueChew.com. Promo code Opie to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, Who's this hey, guy? Hey, so- sidebar. Yo, this is my homie Dave. I'm muting him. He's my boy, and he was friends with Carl, too, from my wedding. And I just told him he could hang out silently while we podcast. He could creepily linger. <laughs> What's up, Dave? How are you, buddy? Dave Feinsilber, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, how are you? What's going on, Dave? You knew Carl? I knew Carl from Matt's wedding. Yeah, we sent him. I supplied him with tons of bourbon. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, Carl took over uh, Matt's wedding. I was supposed to go to that as Carl's date. That son of a bitch. I wish you had. If all those photographs of him and Nell actually had him and Opie in it, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I should just Photoshop Opie's head. I feel bad about that. So, Opie, so this, is my, this is my friend Dave Feinsober, who I just invited to bomb the call. Nice. Dave is a visual effects supervisor in Hollywood. He's very successful. He does uh, special effects and visual effects for films and television shows. He's worked on some pretty uh, big-name shit. And he also has one of the craziest most over-the-top bourbon collections you've ever seen a really? person have. Yeah. Beautiful. And so he was bonding with Carl at the wedding over bourbons and shit. Yeah. What's your favorite bourbon of all time, Dave? I mean, I like the like uh, Weller is always good. It's my go-to. Yeah. Like old Weller, really good. Um, uh, the bottle on the shit that I'm drinking right now, oh, Dave gave me for my birthday two years ago. Oh, okay. So he was the one that supplied that. Yeah. I texted him a picture of the empty bottle, and then I said I was going to podcast with you, and he's been an Opie and Anthony fan and an Opie and Carl fan, and he nice. was like, yo, let me bomb this fucking call. <laughs> <laughs> well, send me some bourbon, Dave. Yeah, when you come out oh, for Pearl Jam, when it gets rescheduled, we're going to hang out by Dave's pool in, in uh, up in uh, the valley in white people land and fucking <laughs> drink some bourbon by his pool. Beautiful. Barrel yeah, cook, I'll supply the bourbon, and we can all hang. I got to be honest, I didn't drink uh, much bourbon until I met Carl, and he was, yeah, man, he was slowly turning me on to some good stuff. What uh, was the best one that he gave you? I don't even know. Uh, you got I you the girly beers. Uh, I'm drinking a I'm drinking a shock top lemon shandy right now. Are you really? Oh, oh. that shit is good. <laughs> I like I like shock top shandy. <laughs> I like that shit. Summer shandy is my favorite beer. That stuff is so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the line and line and kugels. Yes. Yeah. That's the, the best one. The line and kugels has a grapefruit beer, and that's where I get in trouble because everyone makes fun of me, but. It is so damn good because it still tastes like a beer. Uh, and then they got a lemon and uh, a few other flavors. I, I really, really enjoy those. And then there's a, a, a super fan that's been on the podcast a few times, Dick Cox. The last time I actually partied and hung out with Vic Henley, it was on the podcast, uh, Matt, at Gephardt's. Oh, yeah. And, and Dick Cox brought a whole bar at, into Gephardt's for us. A whole bar he set up in that area that we, we've podcasted Oh, from. up to the front? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And he brought a, a peach beer called uh, Son of a Son of Peach or Son of a Peach. Son of a Peach, yeah, I know Son of a oh, Peach. Oh yeah, yeah. wow, is that some good yeah. stuff? But that Dude, was they're starting to sell some really weird shit out here. I'm seeing some really strange stuff in the stores, and I'm fucking bored because I'm stuck at home, so I'm really contemplating it. Like, yeah. Dave, have you seen the peanut butter whiskey yet? Uh, oh my god, undrinkable! It's undrinkable. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the worst things I've ever had. Oh my, that sounds awful. I picked up a bottle in the store and I was like, what is this? To the guy in the store, he's like, it's very good. Yeah. Sell a ton of it. Everybody like. I was like, I don't know. I got to ask Dave about this shit. It's, it's like the hottest thing right now. The screwball peanut butter whiskey. Like, they can't keep it. It's everywhere. But I was it's like, undrinkable, my, brother, huh? my brother-in-law's obsessed with it. He's like, you got to get it and put it in old fashioned. I had one sip and I was like, you could have the bottle. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I had oh. a I had a s'mores uh, beer during the fall. <laughs> you know, I, I was looking at some of those fall beers. Uh, I mean, I don't like it. I don't like the fruity beers as much as it's uh, been portrayed on the podcast. But with that said, you know, I'll try some of the pumpkin beers and whatnot. And my beer distributor had a uh, like a s'mores, and it was god awful man it like, was i terrible. can't think of any universe that that would be drinkable that sounds absolutely like chocolate beers you chop the beers like a thing you think that'd be all right yeah no no not at all man but no. 
That's but, disgusting. But that was the last time I saw uh, Vic Henley there, Matt Farah, at that spot uh, where we podcasted, where we went before the memorial for Carl uh, when we went down to his restaurant for that big memorial. Remember the uh, the edibles? We got to talk about that again. Dave, oh, my God. Dave, do you that know about porch, the edibles? by the way, the give- <laughs> I don't know that's the story of edibles, but I know the Farrah edible stories. <laughs> no, I, I went to, to – I knew I was going to be hanging out with Vic, and so I knew Vic liked edibles. And so I brought some of these things that are called plus gummies, which are – they look like um, – it's a gummy cube. It's a little one-centimeter cube. It's a gummy, right? And you it's a tin. There's like a – you know, it's like a little – two inch in or whatever like altoids kind of tin yeah that comes with these fucking things and i brought them and i don't know i guess i left my bag in the sun or something because <laughs> all the, the gummies turned into one just one gummy <laughs> one. And, and so we <laughs> i pulled it out and we had one gummy and i had a good laugh but vic was like Oh, this is no problem at all. And just whipped out a pocket knife and started just carving shit out of it, hacking out. Yeah, because we no concept of dosage whatsoever. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I, we were trying to figure out the dosage, and I'm like, Matt, you know, we still got to go to La Cubana and 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 do do it upright for Carl and all this. And then, yeah, like you said, Vic just said, give me that. And then we had a pocket knife, and he was just ripping giant pieces <laughs> off this, you know, this uh, edible that melted all together. And remember, we, we were looking for the the tin later on in the night because we're thinking, ah, you know, we're feeling good. Maybe we'll take a little more. And yeah, I found the tin. It was empty. <laughs> it was empty. Vic, Vic slammed the whole thing. And you know that that incident affected my uh, edibles buying habits ever since. I now uh, I now look at packaging and I like individually wrapped. Oh, good. <laughs> I, 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 I prioritize individually wrapped. Gummy. Good. good. <laughs> and when we were out in Santa Rosa doing the oh, did you watch the grocery games thing? By the way, Matt. I did. It was very sweet. I really, I really enjoyed it. I had a big glass of fucking bourbon and I smoked a fucking half a gram L to my face. Nice. And me and Hannah watched it, and I, and I really, I thought it was very, very charming. I especially liked how they cut out all of your lines. <laughs> Just imagine watching it in front of your family. I'm like, but I said some funny stuff. Like, but you know. <laughs> But they had to fit in a lot of people and Yo, stuff. Wait, so. wait, for the, wait for the BTS, bro. Wait for the BTS. Yeah. I'm all over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, because I, I call up Matt, and he's in L.A., and he's like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm like, I'm in Santa Rosa. We're filming the Carl tribute for, you know, Guy Fieri's grocery games. And you, fl- man, you got up there fast. How many hours again from L.A. to Santa Rosa? I think I did it in under six. Didn't I do it in under six? Oh, without a I doubt. Before Trace. Right. Yeah, that I had that Boxster Spider. That thing was delightful. Yeah. And it was a Euro spec car, so they gave me unlimited mileage because they didn't give a fuck because they couldn't sell it. <laughs> and they were just like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put like yeah. 1500 on this in four days. And they're like, yeah, cool. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was delightful. I really made some excellent time. I think I get up early as fuck. So I was leaving L.A. at four o'clock in the morning. I remember I left L.A. when I woke up in the morning and I past san francisco before morning traffic oh my god <laughs> that's, that's how crazy. fast i went <laughs> that's crazy. i remember you saying something like it was a little over five hours if i if i think it was memory's... five five forty maybe it was i was moving it was a good drive and then you got to the hotel i had to be on set and i was incredibly hung over on tequila because those chefs know how to drink, and they were all feeling it because of the Carl thing. And uh, at the hotel bar, the the tequila was flowing nicely. And wow, remember? Really enjoyed that that party, man. Those all those chefs were so nice. Yeah, and they were really interesting people and really personable. And yeah. um, and uh, there was a bunch of different fucking weirdos up there that Carl knew from all over the place, and they were all really really interesting and guy like had no problem with all these people in his house which which was like fucking mind-blowing like if i was that famous i'd have been having an aneurysm (laughs) do you remember so it was it was carl's tribute show so you had all those people that flew from all over the place you know carl's family and friends and then you had the crew and then you had his chef friends and everyone in between 
remember he also threw a housewarming party for the people that built his house. That's yeah, the- he like combined the whole thing. So the next the Saturday was like us, like you know the chefs and Carl's people, yeah, and some media people, and it was also a rap party for guys' grocery games yeah. too. I think that was the last episode they filmed of the season. So it was them, and then also like a hundred construction workers that <laughs> just finished his house and their kids. And remember the speech he gave. He gets up there with his wife. Probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it because like you said earlier, you know, I think guy gets a bad rap. He basically said, I invited all you guys here because you built my dream home. And a lot of you, you know, when you're building a house like this, you never get to really see the finished product because, you know, your job's done early on and then you move on to something else. And I just want to share in the moment with the the people that that built this thing for me and my family. And I'm like, God, and, and people have like tears in their eyes and stuff because it was just yeah, was so cool. nice. And then guys like... My house is your house for the next few hours. Eat and drink and do whatever the hell you want. It want and people were just wandering around his property. Remember, like you said, there was like a hundred yeah. people there checking out his car collection, checking out that barn, the pool. The car what? collection was me. I straight up asked. Yeah, I I I was like, yo, you need to show me the garage, and he turned that into, hey. Who yeah. wants to go see the garage? Yeah. Fucking roll the flavor down. All right. <laughs> and then the doors of the garage went up and people went, oh, my God. Yeah, you got some fun stuff in there. You got good cars. And it also- What's the coolest part he has? Did he wow you? Um, He didn't have any one thing that was like beyond anything I'd seen. Um, He had, let's see, there was, there was one Ferrari, uh, a 430 Spider. There was a Corvette convertible. There was uh his main car was like a Rolls uh, with like a body kit and rims on it. And the license plate was forked, which I thought was <laughs> all his cars, all the cars had really funny yeah. food themed license plates. Yeah. All of them. I can't forked is the only one I remember, but they all had funny plates. There was like two Chevelles, a black and a yellow. Um, and then he had a bunch of trucks and he had a bunch of Jeeps and he had a bunch of quads and side by sides and toys <laughs> and that kind of stuff. He didn't, um, it wasn't a collection of supercars. And even I think the Ferrari, I think he's like, he's like, yeah, it's not really my style, but it was a gift from somebody. Right. Um, it was, it was cool. It wasn't, there's a picture that goes around pretty regularly of him in front of like nine yellow cars. And the, uh, one of the Chevelles is the only yellow car he's got left. He's like, yeah, that shit got to be a little too much. He's like, I don't, he's like, I, don't, I, don't I don't drive yellow cars anymore. And I don't drive, uh, I don't yeah. drive with a top down anymore. He's like, it's a little too much. And he was, <laughs> He was but downplaying it, very- it. Remember, Matt? He was downplaying it, and someone yeah. pulled us aside and said, this is nothing. He's got a whole bunch of other cars somewhere else. Yeah. Dave jumped in as you were talking about that skate park. I think that's just... Oh, it's <laughs> I just think that's such a dick move with everything going on, man. And you know, Yeah, you can't... Don't let him skate. That's and, a fucking crime. And you know the skaters... Come on. I think they would be okay, right? They're not overcrowding the place. Right. It gets really it does get really crowded. No, it does. It's it does. one of those things. They they I, I think filling it with sand is a dick <laughs> move. I mean, but but that but I, I do agree with closing it. I mean it, yeah. everything else around it is closed. Like there's bathrooms, there's like volleyball courts, there's all this shit around it, all of it's closed. So closing it is not really the issue. It's just filling it with sand seems like an unnecessary reason <laughs> problem. No kidding. Um, so how do you but, uh, how do you think this ends, Matt? Fuck, man. Because you were V for Vendetta. Yeah. I think it ends like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like, you know, control through fear, you know, is, is how that movie starts. And I think I think there's a lot of sneaky shit that can get past when no one's looking and everyone's scared. Right. That's not a very positive outlook to have. But uh, uh, if I want to, if I'll, I'll, it's either going to be that. I'll take I'll take an either or it's going to be that or they develop a vaccine relatively quickly. Social distancing works and we forget about it all within a couple of months with rare exception. And maybe the takeaway is we put masks on when we're sick and that's it. I I think we start wearing masks a a lot. I didn't realize I like could, China, like they've been oh, doing yeah. in China for fucking two decades. It's a pretty normal thing over there. No, I was talking to my wife about it. So after nine eleven, when that hit the city, I said, you know, before nine eleven, 
you never saw anyone walking around with a semi-automatic weapon. And you just used to see like video of that in other countries. And then after 9-11, it became the norm in, in New York City. You see it a lot. So, yeah, yeah. so now with the coronavirus, you know, when you used to see people with, you know, masks on, it was always, let's be honest, mostly Asian countries and whatnot. And now I think after the coronavirus, I think it becomes more of a norm in general. Um, you, ever, you see the the fucking meme from the Princess Bride. He's like, the thing about masks, they're so comfortable. I think everyone's gonna be wearing them in the future. <laughs> yeah. <the> Princess Bride. <laughs> and, and you know, some of the reporters, when they just have their eyes, those beautiful eyes showing, it's it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of uh, <laughs> little... starting to understand the burka a little bit. <laughs> oh, if they didn't have it figured out a long time ago, right? They were. The I, don't like, I don't like masks at all, man. I think no. they're fucking terrible. I, 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 I do it. You know, I'm not going to be the guy that gets fucking the side eye. So if I right. go in any any indoor space, I don't wear them outdoors. But if I go in any indoor space, I'll put one on. And it's fucking sucks. It's terrible. You, I hate all of it. You can't breathe properly. And, uh, and no. And I wear some kind of like eyewear, either sunglasses or like regular glasses. So they start fogging up as you're trying to like quickly shop yeah. and get out of there, and it's unbelievable. And and you mentioned New York. You said when it's less sketchy or whatever, we'll do that uh, trip up the Hudson. I don't know when it becomes less sketchy because New York's going to be the last place that opens up. As it as they as they talk about is. these other states and cities opening up, I'm like. We're the last on the list, obviously. I mean, it's the epicenter of this whole damn thing. And I don't know I, I don't know when I tell my wife, all right, I think we could go back to the city, you know, especially because we got two small kids. What? They're just going to start going to school again, and I'm going to be okay with that? That's crazy. Right. But in other places where, you know, people are, aren't living on top of each other, I could see where maybe some of these things would make sense, obviously. I, I, I think it's a region-by-region region, um, decision. But in the end, man, I think New York City is never going to be the same where it's going to take years to get back to where we were. I think people aren't going to shake hands anymore after this whole thing. Oh, my God. You're going to have to carry hand sanitizer around. For yeah, exactly. Like, like, all carrying hand sanitizer. I'm happy that we don't we won't be shaking hands anymore. I mean... <laughs> The one thing about being the one thing about being in the public eye, the amount of sweaty, just disgusting, slimy, greasy hands I've sh I have shaken over the years. Oh my god. I'm like hilarious. Then you've got assholes because they either don't like you or they just wanna be dicks. You know, they purposely put their fucking hand down their pants and play with the their scrotum oh, or their asshole. Oh, of, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course the, uh, <laughs> but then, no dude I know how you feel I go to car shows and my audience is 97% dudes and you're outside in the summer and the number of times I gotta put my arm around a fucking sweaty dude yeah. or a dude wants to put his arm around me and I'm fucking <laughs> sweaty to get a picture I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that not being a thing but also being in the public eye I'm sure you've had the handshake where they give you something in the handshake like where they pass you a little something? Yeah, man. The best. Like one, what? What are they? What well, are they passing you? No, the <laughs> best. The best one back in the day. Uh, me and Anthony were in Boston at WAF, the only station that really rocks, and we were doing some gig at a bar. The state troopers were there too, and they were fans of ours, and they came by just because they wanted to meet us. So anyway, I'm at the bar, and this fan comes by, and he goes, uh, oh, big fan, you know you know the deal, and puts out his hand, and I, I shake his hand, and then I quickly realize he's handing me loose, loose weed. <laughs> loose like a weed. Is this a straight nugget? <laughs> loose, loose weed with, you know, with, uh, you, you would think it would be at least joints or whatever. And then I'm telling you, I, I don't, I'm not exaggerating or anything. Right after that, the uh, state trooper comes up to me, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" He just he just saw that. He just saw that, and I'm I, I got loose weed in my right hand, and he comes up and he says the same thing. Hey, big fan, I just want to say hi, and he he reaches his hand out for a handshake, and I'm like, "Ah!" And I awkwardly took my left hand like a like and gave him a girl handshake. <laughs> 
And I remember him looking at me, and he's looking in my eyes like, what the fuck, man, you know? And I'm like, oh, I, I, I came up with a quick excuse, something like I sprained my hand or whatever the hell. And he's talking to me about the show, and the whole time I could feel my, my body's heating up because I'm like, oh, my God, I got loose weed in this right hand, and it's not like today. Uh, it's getting soggy weed. Oh, yeah. It's not, hand. Oh. <laughs> and it's not like today where everyone would have a good laugh because it's pretty much, I mean, more or less it's legal, let's yeah, be honest. That's um, so funny. I yeah. went on a cruise once. I fucking hate cruises, but I went on a cruise to Central America once. I forget what country we're in. It might have been Costa Rica or it, it, I think it might have or Honduras. I'm not really sure. It all kind of blended. But I bought I want I tried to buy weed from a guy at one of the ports we went to, you know. And I gave him, you know, I don't know, 30 or 40 dollars or whatever it was. And he goes, "Okay, stay here." And I he can't he comes back and just like you, this dude just hands me a fistful <laughs> of loose weed. And I'm like, not even a bag, homie. Like nothing goes. Nope. Here you go. And I go. Right. I don't have anything. I go. Well, what am I supposed to do? So I shoved it into my mesh shorts pocket. <laughs> Just shoved it in there. It didn't nice. even. And and you know when you get back onto the cruise ship. Yeah. You do have to go through like a security, and it's I guess it's I don't know for weapons or whatever, but it's mostly security theater. But I was like 17, so I was having a panic attack about going through security with a pocket full of weed. Right. But ultimately, I did not get stopped. I got the weed on. It was absolutely terrible weed, but uh, the cruise line was like Holland America, so it's like all old people. There's probably 30 people my age at the time. Yeah. And I was like the hero of everybody for getting <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And like, yes. And I parlayed into a blowjob from a very, a redhead with very low self-esteem. <laughs> on that cruise. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. That's funny. Oh my God. You've been to Jamaica, right? Yes. I love Jamaica. It's so fun where they just literally will swim up to you. And offer you yeah. weed? Life pro tip, don't buy weed from that guy. <laughs> really? So if, yeah, if you say no to that guy, yeah. you ask for better weed. You ask yeah. where you can get the best weed. Yeah. And then you find that guy and you ask him, no, 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 not this. Where do I get the best weed? Yeah. They will eventually send you to a guy named Devin, who I know, <laughs> and has a gold tooth shaped like a gun. Yeah. And he has a store called Sally's Sarongs to Go on the east end of the oh island across the street from the Sea Grape Villas. And you will go see him. Okay. And he will take you in the back and he will open his barbecue grill. Yeah. And there will be about 10 pounds of extreme fire in that barbecue grill. And that is where you buy weed in Jamaica. Oh, my. How did you find that out? Because I went to Jamaica my senior year of college and then a couple times after that. Yeah. The people in my fraternity had gone to Jamaica and stayed in the same house in the grill every year for like the last five years. And they kept asking for better and better and better weed. And they eventually got to Devon. And Devon had the ultimate hookup for not only weed, but like beers and Valiums and like fishing equipment and like all kinds of <laughs> Crazy, crazy fucking shit. And Devon told us this story. Now, I don't do coke. I'm not, I'm not into cocaine. It's not yeah. my thing. But a lot of my friends in college who did go to Jamaica were extremely into cocaine. <laughs> and, and they said that, that Devon told us when we were there that the coke that my friends were buying was from the same batch that all the friends previously had bought from. And that he only buys cocaine once every five years from wow. the Colombians. And when he buys, it's 100 kilos that gets dropped offshore that he has to scuba dive for. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, cra it was crazy. And this guy was, this guy was fucking nuts, dude. But he was chill as fuck. And uh, he thought we were crazy white boys. And we brought him a bubble hash making kit, which we left him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking white boys. Ja. I, I think I gotta get back to Jamaica. <laughs> I gotta I gotta find Devin. Devin had the fucking hookup, dude. <laughs> I I would walk the beach every mor morning and you want to talk about people watching. It was just simply amazing. You got musicians playing music, you got every other guy trying to sell you weed. Um what what a great, great place that Jamaica is. And and a few guys offered me a tour of the farms. 
Yeah, they'll do that. They'll take you up in the mountains. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. T- and the coffee's very good, too. I'm too white. <clears throat> I wanted to go so bad, but I'm like, this is when I have to realize I'm too white. And they're like, it's <laughs> only a half hour from here, Mon. Because I was Bro, seeing the same. Bullets travel very far, very fast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, but I was seeing these guys every day on my my walk down the beach. I almost felt like I knew them. That and was they got enormous plants there. They grow like they're like ten feet tall. They're giant. Yeah, they grow outdoors with the sun, man. Yeah, and they're only allowed <laughs> what is it five plants or something like that. That's the law in Jamaica, but they all I laugh at that. They're like, yeah, we all got five plants. That's for sure. <laughs> But well, so- in California, you're allowed five plants per re- or six plants, excuse me, per uh, resident of the house. So, oh wow, get a couple more, get a couple more residents in the house, you're good to go. <laughs> oh wow, look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't grow weed anymore, but I did for sure, and uh, it was nice. Did you like uh, what? Work. You, did you like what you were growing? I did, but it was a lot more work. Weed is like if you have a wholesale connection, weed is so cheap; it's not worth uh, your time to grow it. But it, Unless you like a want to you got, like as a hobby. Well, I was gonna say it sounds like it would be a fun hobby because yeah, yeah. If you're into that, that's fine. But like, I got shit to do, man. I got a fucking job. Well, I mean, <laughs> now, we're, now now that we're all stuck in our houses, I I took vegetables with the kids and I started growing shit just to see if I could nice. just to see if I could do it. So I got like giant uh, potato plants growing. I got nice. I'm trying to think like two dozen tomato plants. Excuse me. <coughs> um, that's not a Corona cough, thank get, God. Get that checked out, buddy. No, that's uh, the allergies are kicking in, which makes you even more paranoid. I started growing an apple tree. Oh, that's cool. I, That'll I be think, good in thirty years. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> I know, but we we uh, we started when we escaped New York. So in a weird way, I want to keep this thing, you know, growing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, like a Tamagotchi. Yeah, so far so good, though, man. The uh, have you seen the 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 Miracle Grow? Uh, you, you know, every business has a coronavirus commercial now. You yeah. talked about the fact that every business has a fucking coronavirus commercial. Yeah. And it drives me insane. Yeah. And it's like, here's how we're dealing. Like, don't forget about us. We'll be here for you when you get back to work. Yeah. Or the, the miracle grow one is the one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the going gets tough, the tough get growing. <laughs> I wanted to fucking throw of course. up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm making a list in my little notebook here. And any business that has a fucking here's how we're dealing with the coronavirus commercial. Right. And spent money on that instead of just buying ventilators for people. Yeah, no kidding. They could all go fuck themselves. Uh, of course. I'm totally with you. We're all so used to staying home and doing the social distancing. Don't you find it weird when you watch TV and you see the people in these commercials standing too close to each other? It's starting to freak me <laughs> yes. out. Or yes. you watch a movie in it and it's like... God, remember when it was so natural to actually stand next to somebody? Now it just feels creepy when you see it on the TV. Bro, have you seen Demolition Man recently? No. Ew, fluid transfer? (laughs) 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 The future is going to be a combination of Demolition Man and V for Vendetta. Yeah. Mark my words. I I don't Dave's going to fucking make it look awesome. This is just crazy, man. The whole thing is just nuts. Speaking of the commercials, there was a Stanley Steamer commercial the other day. Yeah. Uh, how they were reacting to COVID. And um, they had three guys steaming the house without masks or anything inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> my wife goes, I do not want those guys inside my house, let alone without masks. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just yeah. making it real humid in there with steamer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> The emails are just as bad as the commercials. Every single oh. company sends an email, like even companies that don't even have to do anything with people. Yeah. By the way, I'm running out of battery, so we might have to wrap this up, unfortunately. <laughs> my friend uh, my friend Christian is absolutely convinced that he had it in San Francisco between Christmas and New Year's. Bro, you're talking to a guy. Me and my wife are suspicious that we might have had it too. Cause really? We, yeah, because after... After we got back from Disney down there in Florida, uh, we were sick, our whole family, for a month. It was just going around over and over again. And I called a doctor friend of mine, and he he put me on a, a powerful inhaler because he was convinced that I had the flu, and he wanted me to get you know on top of it immediately. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this feels like the flu, but not the flu. And then my wife got sick, and we're starting to be convinced huh. that maybe we actually had this damn thing. 
you know. Well, that'd be crazy. So hopefully so, you get that antibody test and you can figure it out. That'd oh, well. and then I could be part of the ruling class. <laughs> oh, is that what it's gonna be? The antibody people are gonna fucking rule over everybody. Yes. Oh no. Yes, but- I haven't even thought of that contingency. That's- we'll have carte blanche and be able to go anywhere you want, wherever you want, because there's no risk. That's yeah, what, where you get the the, the green bracelet. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, in New York, in New York, they're testing people and they're finding out a lot of people have the antibodies and they're like, oh my, they're starting to say a lot more people got this damn thing than they than they thought at first. It's fucking crazy, dude. It is. I'm I'm very fortunate to be stuck in a place that's okay to be stuck in. Hundred percent not stuck. And to be and to I work basically by myself, so I've been able to. For the most part, continue working as well, which is which yeah is lucky. Not other people, not so much. Uh, Matt, yeah, get- Matt, we got to go for the dramatic ending. I got one percent on my phone. Uh, oh no! Yeah, give me the big plug, Matt Fire from the Smoking Tire. Quick, what else you want to promote? Yeah, the, the Smoking Tire everywhere: Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, podcast, all of it. That's it. Nothing else. And let's start doing this more on a regular basis. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, when you come out here, we'll do it from Dave's pool and drink all his fucking booze. Let's I, do it. I, I said you, Matt. I didn't say Dave. Uh, <laughs> Dave gets to go back on mute. No, I like. <laughs> I like Dave. Oh, and that's how it ends. Now they're gonna think I hung up on him. My phone just died. There you go. That's that's a good ending because now they think I hung up on him. All right, uh, guys. Thanks for listening to the OP Radio podcast. You know, maybe tell a friend. Maybe leave a five-star review. Maybe promote the sponsors if you like. Maybe join the Facebook group. There's a link in the description of this episode so you could join the pod squad. We have a really, really good crew. And I want to thank Matt Farrow once again from The Smoking Tire, a good friend of mine. All right, guys. Peace. Boo 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 bo